Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Well, hey guys, welcome to the show tonight. I've got a great guest, uh, Roger Spur, who's going to be talking about mud fossils. Um, I was looking into this and I was looking into some of his other prior interviews and it's a rather fascinating theory that he has and I, 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 I can't wait to talk to him about it. And I think um, I agree with Roger in that, you know, anything that's new in the scientific world kind of gets poo-pooed on. I mean, as a ghost hunter, it happens to me all the time, you know, because people just don't want to have those open minds to look at things and um so i think in a case of what roger spur has uh with the mud fossils i think i think it's a similar situation and uh that's why uh, you know that's why i believe that it needs to be brought out more i honestly believe that so that's why roger's on my name is charlotte i'm going to be your host for the next hour or so and we are the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento. We're 35 strong up and down the state of California, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Hawaii, and other places. And you can find us at www.californiahaunts.org. And the radio show you can find at www.californiahauntsradio.com. And that has a link. When you go in there, you can go back to all our shows for the past two years and see what we've, what we've done. In the meantime... Without further ado, Roger Spur, are you here? I am here. Can you hear well, me all right? I hear you fine, sir. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, and welcome to you. I'm glad you had me, Charlotte. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself, sir. Well, there's not a whole lot to tell. I'm just um, I'm just an average person, but I um, I had a big a big interest in, in um, physics and chemistry and all of that science stuff. It just turns me on. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I'm 73 years old. So I, I started out long ago in the army and all this, but primarily it was a lot to do with chemistry and, and, and physics and how molecules are made and, and matter is put together. And, about oh, 10 years ago or so, I discovered some things on my property that looked like body parts. I mean, they looked exactly identical to body parts. And um, I looked at them, I kept looking at them, I'm thinking, this is, this is crazy, but it, it, that's what it was. And they were not little tiny things either. They were giant body parts, like a fingertip three feet long. And I'm thinking, this is just, that's insane. Is he crazy? But I kept looking and looking and then I started doing some tests and examining the chemistry. And then finally I had the DNA done and it was exactly what I thought human. And I could find the veins and the arteries and the fingernails and the fingerprints and everything on this stuff. And if you want, you want to share my screen, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Absolutely. I can do that. So how do I do that from here? Multiple participants. There we go. Okay, maybe I have to do it that way. All right, go ahead and try. See what we can do. All right, here we go. And First time for everything, right? I've never shared with somebody on the other end. Ah, there we go. Roger Spur is sharing the screen. 
Okay, you can see my screen, right? There's uh, my messages to you. So we're going to get rid of that. Oh, I think I just cut you off. Hang on. No, no, no. Uh, well, oh, okay, there you are. Yeah, okay, I see okay. it. Let me find what I want. <laughs> to show. I'm not a Zoom person, so we got to bear I'm with not, me. I, well, I don't do much of this stuff, so you got to really play with me here a little bit. Sure, no problem, sir. All right, now, can you see that? I can see that. That's a gigantic fingertip. This is the fingernail. Okay. You see that? And this is the little bumper pad that bumps up against the next bone. This thing is about three feet long. And it's wow. a fingertip. Now, so then I broke off a piece on the side there where the fingerprints start. So I could get up inside and see the, the um, vein and the artery. And there's the fingerprints. Okay, I see it. All right. You see these little holes here, these little dots? Those are the sweat pores. And this is a ridge, one of the ridges in the finger that is the size of my whole finger, just one of the ridges like in your fingerprint. So it's pretty good size. Right. Now that was one of them I had DNA tested. And then I went ahead and had a couple others. One of them was this lung. All right, these are lungs. Now, the one on the right here is the one I had DNA certified. Just, just the other one, I, there's no question what it is. It's a lung. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's the alveoli. Blood re literally ran out of this, this side here. And that that's the blood that came out. How can that be, though, if it's a rock? I mean, is it because it's it was preserved in such a way that, that the tissue inside st stayed um, soft? Exactly. Well, here's what happened. I, I realized that there's no question these are body parts and they've been CAT scan, DNA tested, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I started to do the chemistry and the chemistry comes down to something called nucleophilic substitution. And the chemists still don't understand it yet. They, they have done this nucleophilic substitution in the laboratory to make molecules that they would want to design, okay? And what they do is, is they introduce different chemicals into each other and they, and they create these molecules. Well, your body does this all day long. You die in like five minutes if you don't have oxygen, if you don't have nutrients, if you don't have glucose, if you don't have all of those things, your body is moving around in you. So that's called nucleophilic substitution. It takes, it, it brings in the good stuff and takes out the trash all day long. And if it doesn't do that in like four minutes or so, you die if it doesn't take out the carbon dioxide and bring in the oxygen. And the same thing happens to your body in every respect, your skin, your hair, your eyes, your, your every, every bit of you is continuously dying and being rebuilt all day long. So, so what happens is when you die, literally die, that transaction stops. That trans, it's called um, transition metal replacements. Okay. And the transition metals bring in all kinds of new chemistry to keep you alive. When you die, the transmission transition metals try to come in with the new stuff and, and it says hey i can't bring out the old stuff 
and says, all right, don't worry, I'll bring in some chemistry to combine with that to stabilize. But it only happens in salty waters. So in a flood of salt waters, and eventually that, that meat, which is everything basically is meat in this, even the bones is, is, is biology in, in that form, will, it'll, it'll invade and stabilize and it'll, it'll look like stone, but it's actually the fleshy parts. Like even this, let me show you how bones, I got some bones here. All right, you see this? That's a bone. Okay. Now it's, a, it's turned into mud looking bone, but this cavity is a bone form it's called. And the blood is seeping out of the hole in the bone. And underneath that is the clotting fabric, which is in, in us. You don't see it in us because the scab starts to take over and, and incorporate itself. But we can see the clotting fiber. You see the scab, right? You see the clotting fiber. Mm -hmm. And then below the clotting fiber is the holes that bled out. That's what the black hole is right there is the vein. And this one here lets the red blood out is the artery. So all of this stuff is in these, in these rocks, but they are still the veins and the arteries. And th th that process, when they dry out, the rocks, I mean, the body parts become rocks, literally rocks because now they become stabilized in that, in that salty water, soaking for a long time, years probably. Mm -hmm. Now, something else that nobody's aware of. Let me find some, uh, here, let me just show you one other one here. But something else that nobody's aware of is that um, Velikovsky, you may never have heard of him, but he was a, a researcher that did research long about long ago ancient stories of the cataclysm, the, the, the great flood, basically. Uh -huh. And what he discovered was everywhere in the world, every single culture had the exact same story of a gigantic, terrible, cataclysmic flood that literally almost destroyed the entire world. And what, how it happened was they saw in the heavens a gigantic comet that was headed towards the earth. And it literally almost impacted with the earth. And the atmospheric collision of the atmospheres caused the, the sky, the whole entire atmosphere to literally almost combust. The, the oceans literally boiled, is what they said. The oceans boiled, the rivers boiled, the people burnt, the, all of the, and this is what would happen. Exactly what would happen would be these creatures, which were gigantic. This is a hand, uh -huh. this is a left hand, also on my property. And this is the bumper pad around your hand right here. If you took your left hand and splayed it out, you're going to see you have one of these tendons that runs down your hand and you have the big bumper pad. Now, what happened was all of these bodies boiled, literally boiled, like it boiled them in a pot. And then when they, then they separated out along these membranes and they, they broke apart and just like pieces in a pot. When you boil 
things in a pot, the bones come out, the, you know, they just fall apart. And that's what happened to all of these body parts. Because I'm going to tell you something right now, every single rock on this earth is a body part. <laughs> it's either eroded from a gigantic creature and turned into a body part, or it is, is, is a complete body part on its own. Here's, here's, this is how well they preserve. This is meat. On the left is one of, is my steak. Uh -huh. And on the right is a piece of, of rock, is a meat. They can preserve in absolutely flawless ways. Um, like this right here. This is, this is a, a human head. And this, the nose is all crushed out. And you can see that this is the cartilage under the guy's nose. Somebody either stepped on it or smashed it, pushed it uh -huh. into it, and they caved his head in. And he's still got a, a, some kind of a cap. This is a cap on his head. You see that if you look real careful, you can see the weave of the cap. These things preserve absolutely flawlessly. I understand. You know, when you talk about um, preserving, I mean, I understand, you know, electrolysis and stuff like that, you know, as far as, you know, what it can do to preserve stuff. But I mean, I mean, regular science and, I'm, you know, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching this with, with, with an open mind, sir. Yep. You know, regular science says that like, like when the, like, for instance, when the dinosaurs, you know, ended up get, get whatever took them out, it, it took like, years and years for the preservation how long do you think in theory because i know it's a theory that it took to preserve the stuff like this well first of all it's not a theory i've done it okay okay, okay. It, yeah and it takes about a year or so in without being boiled here's the key i didn't take into account the boiling factor mm -hmm. i just took chicken and i put it in um salty sandy waters muddy sandy salty waters which okay. is exactly what happens mud is nothing more than bodily fluids that has run out and and dried up a little bit and that's what the red clay mud is that is red fleshy eroded bodily fluids okay and and i didn't boil it so it took about a year and then it sort of semi-stabilized uh, and then after about another year or so, it got pretty damn hard and it's almost solid rock now. That was about eight or nine years ago. Sure. And, and, and that's what happens. As they dry out, the oxygen leaves and they call it the leaving group and the, the invading group. Okay. And this is what it is. See, nucleophilic substitution is the reaction of an electron donor pair. In other words, something comes in and and then something has to leave. It says mm -hmm. an electron pair, um, it must have a leaving group mm -hmm. in order for the reaction to take place. I know that's probably sounds confusing, but let me show you what it is in, on the earth here. Hold on, let me go back sure. to some pictures I can show you on earth of giant creatures that stabilized. This just takes a minute because I, I must have no problem 2,000 pictures in here. But um, I'm going to just show you the side of a mountain. 
with an artery coming out of it. And, and they, they were that big. These, these creatures were, Devil's Tower is the foot oh. of a giant creature. <laughs> I know it sounds insane, but it's true. Like I say, I got so many pictures, it's going to take a second here. To sure, no it. problem. Don't worry about it. Okay, here we go. Now, let's just take a look at some arteries. Okay. All right, artery exposed here. Now, you see these two guys? Uh -huh. They're looking up at this thing running out of here. That's an artery. Right there is where the blood is flowing out of that artery. And that's what's flowing down right there. And they're looking at it thinking, wow, I wonder how that happened. This stuff right here behind this guy's back, that is muscle, muscle fibers. This is all muscle, and that's a blood vessel coming out of it. Uh -huh. I know it sounds crazy, but it's a fact. Um, no, I, like I said, I have an open mind. So it's yeah, well, that's, that's what we need. Now, let me show you the size of the footprints. Let's see. There's a footprint. Now, that's a town. And the, that's the size of these creatures' feet that were here when God had to destroy them and flood the earth because they just took over. They just went crazy. Uh -huh. um, here's a foot from one that drowned. There's a foot in the desert. Now you see all this red dust all around the bottom? Right. All that is blood cells and, and red eroded flesh. This is a foot and the tips, the front of the foot is eroded off. But I mean, if you can see, do you, do you see the foot? I can see the foot and I can also see it right at the very top where there's a connector bone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. This one here eroded and, and in, a, in an area, there's all different areas on earth. And there was places where the water pooled up and collected certain types of minerals and metals in there that they created opals let's take the opals everybody loves opals sure now let me show you what uh, what can happen with an opal i'm gonna, and and like i say there was different areas in different places let me find the opals hold on uh, let's see All right, there's an opal heart. Now, this, was, this shows new, the nucleophilic substitution in exact detail. Because every one of these different types of tissues, like you see these little heart strings, and then you see the red blood in the center and all these colored uh -huh. things. And you can see the, the arteries and the, um, the, the aorta and so forth, the ventricle walls, they're all different colors. And the reason they're different colors is because there's different chemistry. And different chemistry wants to stabilize with an exact set of molecules, which is transition metals. You see these colors? Let mm -hmm. me show you something about the transition metals. 
this is what they, nobody understands this. There's literally nobody in the world understands it because they just, they, just like you're saying, we've always been told this or that, which is just not true. Nothing we've been told is true. Really, literally nothing. Not a single word that I can find mm-hmm. in academia is correct. Nothing. All, all of these transition methods will invade. This is the nucleophilic substitution. You see what I'm saying? Transition metals, they're, well, I don't want to go through all this. It's, it, right. it's, it's a little too much for most people. But all of these different colors cause that heart to stabilize as an opal. Okay. These are the colors that are in blood. This is exactly what's in your blood. And that's the way these colors and these molecules work. You see the plus two, plus three, plus five? Mm-hmm. They can attach to all kinds of other molecules, bring them through your body, drop them off, and then attach to something else and take it out to the trash. That's what they do. Your, your blood stops moving, you're done. Because that this is how everything in your body is unstable, 100% unstable. And these are the things that go around saying, okay, don't worry, I'll get, I'll get that stuff out of here, it won't die, I'll get it out, there. don't worry, I'll move it, I'll bring you some oxygen, don't worry, we need some zinc over there, get it down there. And they move all this stuff around in your body. So, and that's what creates the, the you know, um, stabilization of all mm-hmm. of these in the fluids. So that's why we got these things stable. stabilized. A regular heart, as you can see, looks exactly the same. Hold on. Uh, where is it? All right, there's the there's a heart exactly like the opal heart. Mm-hmm. Only you see it's all brown. Mm-hmm. The opals, the reason the colors change in all of these different areas, you saw how they were all the heart strings were bluish and the other ones were brown and red and so mm-hmm. forth. That's because they're different types of tissue. Okay. And they want a different molecule to come and attach to them to make them stable. And those were those transition colors that I showed you. Mm-hmm. So that's how they stabilize. Very uh, interesting. Yeah, and because science does not understand this, and they don't want to understand this. They don't want. They don't want to get involved. They just don't want to have anything to do with it. After ten years, and I'm talking about having the evidence right here, like this. I showed you those giant body parts. Right. This is the DNA report from them. All right. This is from 2015. And I had three samples done. And this was expensive. It it was the first one ever done of DNA from ancient creatures that I know of in the world. And absolutely the first one ever done of ancient giant humans. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of them was that giant fingertip, the 36-inch tip. One was the lung that I showed you. And the other one was that hand, all three of them. And they all three came back as, as human. And it goes down through all the different things they did. And, you know, this was well done. This was not a simple test. This was very, very high-quality stuff. Uh-huh. And they, what they found out was, they did the PS, PCR products were submitted to Eaton BioLab, Biosciences in New Jersey for sequencing. That was after Helix BioLabs 
separated out the PCR. And the excellent quality DNA sequences were obtained. Excellent quality. I take it right out of the blood. I sent them almost literally blood. So this is not some swab off of a surface that I contaminated. Hell uh -huh. no, absolutely not. And it came back homo sapien, mitochondrial, cytochrome G, B, and D loop. And it's a certified test. This is no, no joke. Now, my creatures were big, right? They weren't big compared to what's on the earth. Mm -hmm. You know what's on the earth. You saw the dragons, you saw all the other stuff. Well, yeah. And then I've been thinking, you know, about that cave that was supposedly found up in uh, the Grand Canyon, too. You know, the, the giant cave where they found the bones and everything. And then, you know, miraculously, all that disappeared. Yeah. Well, all that stuff is, that stuff is like, amoebas that's like bacteria right compared, compared to, to this right it's almost it's the, the creatures that i'm showing you would not even know that stuff existed right and it would not even know a t-rex existed it wouldn't it wouldn't it would think a t-rex was an amoeba let me show you something that is a is a mind blower extraordinaire there's a thing called interstitium i discovered it and I discovered it in my mud fossils. Mm -hmm. I'll show you that. It, it, let me just prove it to you right now. This is a brand new science. Nobody under, understands it. Look at it. Meet your, your interstitium, a newfound organ. I found this. This goes back to 2018. They didn't know it existed mm -hmm. <laughs> in our own body. They had no clue. And it says, um, it says, with all that's known about the human anatomy, you wouldn't expect doctors to discover a new body part in this day and age. But now researchers say they've done just that. They found a network of fluid-filled spaces and tissues they hadn't see ever seen before. And the reason is because by the time the autopsies guys got it, it was all flattened out and you couldn't see these right. pocket-filled bags. Right, so it's all dead tissue, right. In my mud fossils. And I got a hold of, of um, one of the top guys in the world, Gil Headley. And I said, Gil, what's going on here? And uh, we studied this, oh, this goes 10 years ago. And we discovered this. Let's see, interstitching, hold on. Ah, here it is. This is what I could see in my mud fossils was this, because I, mine weren't collapsed and flattened out. Uh -huh. These are big fluid-filled, see this fluid-filled spaces? This is skin or, or mucosa, which is a membrane. And then under it is this floppy, fleshy stuff. That's how your body can flop around, your skin can move and then return, because these little black balls hold the skin to where it's supposed to return to it can stretch and pull this way and that way and around and these bags flatten out and everything gets gushy and you can bump into stuff and it flattens out but then it comes back to where it's supposed to be that's what these balls these straps and these fluid filled bags do but nobody's ever knew they were there because they they by the time they got them in the autopsy room they were flattened out they were dry so I was seeing them, finding them in my complete mud fossils, which are complete bodies. Uh -huh. 
And so Gil and I started to investigate. And guess what we found? <laughs> here's, here's what they look like when they're in full bloom. <laughs> that's, that's a mud fossil interstitium right there. That's the mucosa layer at the top, same as skin. And this is the red fleshy stuff. And these are the balls that eroded out. That's how big these creatures were. They were literally miles and miles and miles and miles in size. You see that? That's the two of them together. Huh. What do you think about that? That's absolutely interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that is very interesting. Now, that you can imagine this in us, you can't you can't hardly see this with a microscope. And all of these balls are everywhere in your body. Let me find the tendon balls. Hold on. See those balls? Mm -hmm. That's what's in your body. They're all over your body, everywhere. You probably have a million of them in your body, at least. And every one of them is attached to a strap and they're locked into your bones and your, your tendons and so forth to, to lock you up so that they can pull against muscles. And the muscles they pull against, let me show you something. This will blow your mind. Um, well, they see all over the earth, these walls. You know, you know all, the, all the stone balls. Have you seen all the stone balls all over? Sure. There? Yeah. That's this. That's these. These are tendon balls, and this is the strap where the strap attaches. They all have that little break, that little bust at the end of them. There's a little cavity, and that's where the this breaks off, right where the blue is. And they can come in sizes that are just absolutely over the edge here i'm going to show you some right here let's just run down a, a bunch of them. sure all right here's a couple of them see them laying all over the beach think of the size of the creature and here's the way they come see i told you they break off like that mm -hmm. and they have these like eggshell coat some of them are this way some of them have well you'll see them you see i have all the different types here there's some more there there's some inside of a wall. That's similar to what I showed you in the ocean there. There's some that are stuck in a wall. This is all flesh. That's inside uh -huh. of flesh. This is not mud, just dirt. That's flesh. The earth is 100% biological, 100%. There's not a single molecule on this earth that didn't come from biology. That's my claim, and, and it, it's, it's pretty solid now. <laughs> these are these are tendon balls they're everywhere sometimes they get into where there's some transition metals and then they get collars in them see remember mm -hmm. i showed you before the transition metals sometimes they're made like that that is what's called chert and um um flint and then that's the hole in the center this is tough this is tough scrappy this, these things are tough, tough, tough. Mm -hmm. And they 
sometimes they break off the tops, break off, they split like that. Sometimes they have two stalks coming up instead of one. Some of them have one, some of them have two. This is the kind that they made plates out of in China and Japan. See these little blocks in here? Uh -huh. That's what is inside some of these. Not, they're all different, and it depends on where it was. Chaco Canyon is nothing but a deteriorated tendon ball, too. They're that big. They're bigger than that. That's, that's small, actually. Whoops. The things I show you, I know they must be shocking to most people. But that's a, that's a house and a car. And these are tendon balls laying all over the guy's yard. <laughs> there they are in his yard. That's an eyeball. I thought at first that was a stone uh -huh. tendon ball, but it's not. It's an eyeball. Now, how do you know it's an eyeball then? Because of the, the pinch to see the edges where it comes down? Sure. And you see how many layers of, see, look way up here. You see all the lens layers? Uh -huh. That doesn't happen in the tendon balls. This is, a, this is an eyeball. I believe it's an eyeball. It could be of a dragon. I'm not sure, but it's a giant eyeball. The stone balls don't do that. This is just a giant stone ball that's all leaking out with sands. Some of them has, have like sand inside of them, and they're a little bit, I think they might be able to be a little mushy inside of your body. So that like this style right here has fabric. And and remember the kids playing in that one in the chunks I should said? Mm-hmm. That's these right here. That's this kind. That looks more like, you know, that looks more like skin layers to me. You know what I mean? It looks more like what? Like skin layers. Like, like when you look at the different layers of skin. Well, you know, of the pockets. Very similar. They're, they're cellular looking structure, uh -huh. but it gives the integrity to the stone ball. Right. It, it could probably flex a little bit and still stay together that's right sure. here's i got this from another buddy of mine this is one of those stone balls they didn't put these in as steps that's those this is what's inside of these stone balls huh. uh, you know what i mean they didn't carve these as steps i just showed you and here's another one that's that's a smaller one but it's got the same architecture you see it mm -hmm. isn't that amazing makes you think it's all pieces of the puzzle. That one there is, these are ligaments. When you see a little one like that attached to another one, that's a ligament. Somebody cut it down the center. They had machines here. Do you know that? They had, they had high-tech equipment here. I can prove that. No question whatsoever. You want to see? Sure. They had equipment. They could do anything they wanted here. And where it came from was out of the sky. Hold on a second. Uh, you see that? This was 3,500 years ago. This mountain here was wet because it was a tendon. Mm -hmm. It was a tendon from a giant creature. And somehow this machine got dropped out of the sky because it didn't drive here. Mm -hmm. 
You understand why I'm saying that? Right, right, right. There's no wheel wheels coming in. It just dropped here. You see the width of the machine way out to here and way over to here is the width of this whole machine. And it, they locked it in up here with a little thing that poked down into the goo. And, and as the machine settled down in here, it started to cut out these slabs. And those slabs made the walls in Peru. That's what they used to make the walls. Huh. Those really soft walls. This was a machine. I can't, this, nobody could tell me that's not a machine. That's a machine. And that machine was here 3,500 years ago when they were making these walls down. It's in interesting because it almost looks like tire tracks, you know, um, it is. going up to the size and middle. That's fascinating. They are. they are. He's looking at them. There's no question that they are. Yeah. And th so that's not some Stone Age guy. Uh -huh. And they won't look at this. They refuse to look at this stuff. Absolutely refuse. There's no Stone Age guy did this. No. <laughs> that would take thousands of years to do that. It's ridiculous that they say, and the only way this thing could have got here was it dropped from the sky. Yeah. That didn't, nobody drove that there. It got dropped out of the sky. They had a, the Sky Brothers, the Sky, the Sky Brothers brought this stuff. Here's another one over in Bulgaria, I think. Same machine. Huh. And they're saying, what the hell is going on? And here's the walls. Let me show you uh, tendon wall bumps here. Everybody knows about these walls, right? Everybody knows about the walls. Mm -hmm. Well, those were the slabs they were cutting from that machine. And this one here still had a piece of bone in it. You see it? That red bone, red mm -hmm. blood and bone is stuck in this piece right here. That was, the, usually they didn't use the junk. They used the good stuff, the, mm -hmm. the good tendon, which is up in here. See up in the back here? Right, nice and clean. This is the kind that they wanted to use. But then they ran into some scrap crap. They used this nasty stuff and it's all eroded and breaking apart. And I don't know why they used it. This must've been the, the bad end of town or something. <laughs> <laughs> you see all these up here with the bumps on them? Right. You know what those bumps are? You see those little bumps on them? No, what, uh, what, what are the bumps? The bumps are from where the tendons were locked in place. I'll show you. Makes sense. Okay. These are tendon wall bumps. See it? These are the real good tendons. Mm -hmm. there, was, there was bad areas in the tendons, and then there was good areas in the tendons. The best tendon was the tendon mats. And the tendon mats had these bumps sticking out of them. And those bumps were the straps that held them down. Okay. This is a wall they built. To, it looks to me like this was a test wall to figure out the best way to use these tendons. And these, this one here, you see this right here? That little piece right there? Mm-hmm. That's a broken strap, and you can see the anatomical portion inside. That's where it fed the blood into the ball that was underneath. There was a ball under there. Remember I showed you the straps and the balls? Uh -huh. 
this strap went down into a ball that was underneath. This wall, it appears to me, was a test wall to see the best way to deal with these things. And um, tendon mat, hold on, let me find it. These are the tendon mats. That's where these, these straps were broken off right here. You see it? Uh -huh. This was the mats that they used that were a real good tendon. This was the stuff they really wanted to build with. And there's only so much of it. Uh -huh. There's a lot of other tendon. It's not bad, but it's not like this. This is the good stuff. And what they had to do was break off these little snubbins right here. And then they just sealed themselves up. That's just the nature of biology. Mm -hmm. Now, this, this is the ball. These are the balls that we're seeing all over the world. And they come up through that strap and attach to the tendon. That way there, that ball was supposed to be locked in down here. You see here? Mm -hmm. And it's pulled out. That's an injury. That hurts like hell. I've had it done. Very painful when you pull a ball out of its socket. So that's what we're looking at here. Um, and again, this is micro, micro scale. And let me show you what it looks like in macro. Let me see. I got it around here somewhere. Well, here's some other ones that are tendons. See these little tendons here? These in your body, you can hardly see them. That's what they look like on the earth from creatures' bodies. Huh. This, this is a breakdown. So from bigger to next to next to next. This is right here is these patterns. And then inside those patterns is more little bitty ones. And inside those little bitty ones is more little bitty ones. And inside those little bitty ones is more little bitty ones. And they just keep coming down to where they're just little fibers. Uh, let's see. I was going to show you something here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Here it is. You see that? That's uh -huh. one of those fibers, those, those fibers going out to a ball. That's in Utah, Utah right. Arches National Park. That arch is a tendon ball strap. And these are the tendon balls. There's another one here, another one here. They're all over the place. This one here, you see up here where I got my cursor? Uh -huh. That was another strap that ran down to this ball right here. Just like I showed you in the tendon mat, there was like more than one. They're, they're all over the place and they locked those mats in place. So this one was in a place that eroded differently than the one I showed you with the tire tracks. They all, they all were in different chemistry the chemistry is what determines what it's going to end up as now i happen to be i have 10 acres of property here uh -huh. 
And Mike, I mean, my property is just 100% saturated with mud fossils. That's all there is here. They're everywhere. I mean, I could just go, I didn't have to dig anything up. It's <laughs> just everywhere. You're just laying on the top of the surface of the earth. Now, remember that because that's not millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. This is 3,500 years ago this happened. All of this happened 3,500 years ago. Velikovsky recorded this from every culture on in, in the world had the same exact identical story. He was a contemporary of Einstein. They knew each other. Velikovsky was one of the world's leading historians. And he had a book called Worlds in Collision. And it was number one on the top seller book for 11 weeks in a row. And it talked about these events happening. And the academics went and they told the book publisher that if he didn't take it off the bookshelves, they would never buy another book from them. So they took it off the shelves. They, they, Velikowski was destroyed, 100% destroyed by academia for being honest. He never recovered. And he's, that's why you probably never heard his name. Now, looking back at your mud fossils now, I know you had some, uh, that's fascinating. I want to do more research into that power thing. That's fa- absolutely fascinating. Um, tell me about the dragons, because you had found, uh, or, or somebody had sent you photos of, of these of these dragons. Photos, we got them right there all over the earth. Okay. Here's what you want to see a dragon. I see a dragon. Here's your dragon right here. You got your dragon coming at you. Get ready for your dragon. Stand back. Don't let any dragon <laughs> spit get on you. Fire breathing dragons. Yes, it was. And he was attacking this gigantic fish. You see that fish? Yeah. <laughs> That's a fish in the desert. Right. Which used to be an ocean. And when a dragon up here, right there. Mm-hmm with his red flared flaming eye attacked the fish with his nasty fire breathing nastiness and ate into its vital flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when all that happened, the Sahara ocean drained. And okay. you say the Sahara ocean and I say, yeah, the Sahara Ocean. You never heard of the Sahara Ocean? <laughs> Where you been, man? <laughs> Here's the Sahara Ocean. It ran out over here. You see, I got to talk to Plato. Look at this. You see this? A five-year-old playing in the mud could tell you that it ran out of there. Sure. Who can miss that? Who could possibly miss that? It ran out of here all the way out. It made the Cape Verde Islands. You see this? This is what they call an alluvial plain, which is nothing but a big flat spot of mud. (laughs) (laughs) And they claim that this is, and I swear, I'm not kidding you. This is true. The geologists say there was an offshore collapse. Right. Caused this alluvial plain. I said, well, where did all this stuff come from? No, we don't know. We don't know anything about that. We don't want to talk about that. They won't talk about anything. They don't. They don't realize that mud ran out there. I'm serious. No clue. And guess what caused this whole thing to happen? Atlantis collapsed. Uh-huh. There's Atlantis right there. 
And I looked at this thing careful. That is Atlantis, zero question. Even some of the boat docks are still there. Well, you see all around here? Mm -hmm. These are all inlets coming in and channels coming in. And if you look real close at the rings, you can actually see some of the boat docks are still there. You see in here? Mm -hmm. If you get right down close to them, you see them where they're coming in? Interesting. Yeah. You see them? Look. Yeah. These are, I, I think these are still buildings there, maybe. I don't know. These are all where, they, these are channels coming in, and these are the little sub channels going up to their docks. Huh. And this is exactly where, where Atlantis was supposed to be because it was right outside the straits. Sure. And you say straits. Well, this is, there's no straits here. The straits are supposed to be up here and the straits of Gibraltar, Roger. What are you talking about straits? Right. And I say, well, Charlotte, you didn't <laughs> look close enough, did you? Because Atlantis owned the Sahara Ocean because they had their own straits. And it was right here. They owned the ocean. It was theirs. That's why they were so rich. They owned that ocean. And then it collapsed. And then it all drained out right through here. This is where it drained, right? Right around their straits. As Atlantis collapsed, it all ran out. And that's exactly what Plato said. Plato said they will never talk of mud again. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Whew. Now, there's also a nice map about this. It shows Atlantis. It shows everything. And it shows, oh, 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 the dragon. We didn't get to the dragon. Because the dragon's throat is cut. <clears throat> anyway, the dragon spit all that stuff on the fish, tried to kill him. There was some battle going on. This is Typhon, it appears. Typhon was... Do you know who Typhon was? No. All right. Typhon was the offspring of Hera. That's right. Greek mythology. Right. Okay. Hera was the, the, the wife of Zeus. And she was pissed off at Zeus for creating Athena, thinking Athena out of his forehead. She came out of his forehead completely armored and ready to do battle. And all he did was think her into existence. And Hera got really pissed off and created Typhon. And Typhon was the dragon right here. And Typhon was ran all the way from his head up here, all the way back here. This is his tail. These are still dragon tail scales over his tail here. Oh. And the blood is all the bloody transition metals are running out of the tail right there as well. And if you go, and it actually flutes way back over here, this fluty stuff. You go back up here, this is legs. This is the body. That's the tail. It was an avian creature because it had a cloaca. Cloaca uh -huh. means that it poops in all together in one spot. And here's the poop spot right here. And the people are living here because it's fertilizer. You see that? Uh -huh. 
poop is, is the best fertilizer you can get. Yes. And that's where the poop is coming out of this dragon. That is dragon poop right there. And that's why they're living there because it's very fertile. Now let's go up to his neck. Here's his head where he spit out all the nasty stuff. This is the fluty, flashy stuff you see on dragons over there in the China parades and they, rawr, 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 and they run around and they snake back and forth this big mm -hmm. long dragon neck. Now all of this stuff is fluid that ran out from the dead decaying dragon body. And these are the dragon scales that run down his neck. All right, this is the neck, the throat part of the neck. Mm -hmm. All right, so all the way down his throat was where he swallowed people and things like that. And then out here was his armor. This is where the armor is. You see it? Mm -hmm. It runs all the way down his, his body. I mean, obviously, he's coated with armor all the way down. However, right here, Zeus cut his throat with his great and mighty sword. And that's where he bled out in the desert. That is a gash. And this is a bleed out in the desert right here. And that's what it says. He cut his throat with his great and mighty sword. And that's all blood. This is all bloody tissue. And the throat keeps going down. Now, he hit him a couple other spots, too. He get whacked him one time here. And there's a good gash right there. You see it? Mm -hmm. And then there's a couple other nicks down here. There's a little nick there. Another nick over here. There was another nick over here. But primarily, it was the one up in his throat that killed him. And they knew this a very long time ago. And I can prove that to you. you we're pretty much done here with the dragon, huh? Sure. If you want, you can look at the one on the east coast of the United States. It runs all the entire up the east coast. There's his head right there. This is the feathered serpent. There's his face. It runs up around here and all the way up the East Coast. These are the feathers, the plume that runs off the top of the head of the feathered serpent. If you ever see it, it sticks straight up. They're very cool. Huh. And up here is the rest of his body comes all the way up. And these are the more feathers up here. You see the feathers? Uh -huh. Pretty good sized dragon, feathered serpent. So that's the whole East Coast of the United States. They were big, very big. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's every bit as big as Typhon. But let me show you how I can tell you that they knew about the the dragon in the desert. And let's find my maps. And then we'll probably wrap it up. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the map of the world in 1375. Uh -huh. Now, this is let's let's come over to there's Spain. There's the Straits of Gibraltar. Uh -huh. There's North Africa where we just were. There's the dragon. They knew the dragon was there. Wow. Okay. And they knew his throat was cut. Look, you see it? His throat was cut. Uh -huh. 
They knew this. They knew ever all this stuff, and this is all written about. I can't. I don't know. Like multi bones. In other words, lots of bones, and I don't know. Now, this is Atlantis right here. See it? There's Atlantis. Uh -huh. They owned the ocean when it was an ocean. And the, here's the boats coming in to Atlantis. It's just below the dragon's throat, just exactly what I just showed you. So this is, was not unknown. This, this is just refused. This is information that is fully realistic. This, they even knew the Red Sea was here. Look, there's the Red Sea. Uh -huh. <laughs> It's a, it's a crazy world we live in. When yeah. Here's, here's um, truth is just refused now. Absolute right. truth is refused. That's fascinating. Yeah. Here's the pyramids. In, um, in you know, I, I told you, that, I don't know if you know this, but the pyramids were built from the top down. See the pyramids here? This is an ancient map too. They mm -hmm. show them being built on tree stumps. Those weren't tree stumps. Those were the feet of giants. They didn't know even back then that they the giants were so big. They thought they were trees. And but they what they did was they broke them down off the top and and made pyramids. But they went from the top down. Mm -hmm. Not they built stone after stone going up. They took it and and they built it down from. The, and stripped them off and used the stuff as building materials. And even in 80 BC, the Romans were invading Tangiers. And the, the people in Tangiers told the Roman invaders that their king that had founded their city was a giant and he was buried outside of the city. And they said, oh, are you crazy? People are nuts. And they said, oh, yeah, he's out there. They went out and dug him up. And he said, yes, it was there. And they buried him with great reverence when they saw the size of the giant. And there are everywhere, even um, stones of giants, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did, I, did you ever see that? Let me show you that. This will be the last thing I know. I I I could go on forever. About oh, I know. This is very all very interesting to me. It's 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 just it's not a, a problem. That's Stonehenge. That's a, the heel stone. It's a foot. That's Looks the heel like it. stone. It's way outside of the main area. Well, not way outside. It's I don't know a couple hundred feet down. It's where his foot would have been. And there was a twin that they removed. That's a foot. And I, I'm so deep into the anatomical that I understand this so well. You see these two little dots at the end here? Uh -huh. And the two dots here? And the two dots up here? Those are what they call the terminal blood vessel tips. And you have them in your fingers and you have them in your toes. They, the artery turns into the vein. Or, I mean, yeah, the artery turns into a vein. So one of them is the artery, the other side is the vein. There's no question this is what it is. and every That's what it looks like. It just looks, it's like somebody's foot's pointed up. Oh, or there's down. no question. It's oh, yeah, zero. Yeah. Now, all of this can be tested now because the DNA, they can test all of this now. Right there, you see the black spot down here? Mm -hmm. That's where the blood came down. That's the main artery. These here are the other arteries that service all of the blood at the very end. 
<clears throat> I've got stuff. I've got a ton of this stuff. We have no toes. We have a new species, the no toes. That is incredible. We have new species. Let me show you these. Let's see. All right, these are the no, no toes. All right, you see this here? Uh huh. That's not a shoe. That's a foot. It's the toes are inside, but but they're not they're, they're not like our toes. Uh -huh. And this is another one that has eroded. You see this slab missing the side here? Uh huh. And this one the same thing. That's where your tibia, your fibia hooks in and it just falls off. The main bone right here and right here is where your main bone comes down. This is got, these have springs in them. You see this? These have springs instead of tendons. Uh -huh. This is the heel bone and that's the strap that comes up to where the main bone would come down. The main bone would come down here, the tibia. This strap runs up to the main bone, just like it does here. You see it? Uh-huh. But this is our feet. This has springs. This was a, a cyborg. These were not fully human, but they were partially human. Uh-huh. And we have these in vast quantities. Vast quantities. This has been fascinating. I mean, it's like I'll never look at rocks the same way. No, you know, never you again. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> and I won't look at Greek mythology the same way either anymore. It's know? all true. It was all true. Yeah. It was all exactly what they said true. I have studied it so deeply. And I now I have to come to the conclusion that Zeus was the father of, of men and gods. He was the top god. And his daughters, the daughters of Zeus, were the muses. And the muses dictated the story of humanity to Hesiod on Mount Hermon. Just one day they showed up and they said, sit down, you're going to write this story of humanity. He says, mm -hmm. I can't write. They said, oh, yeah, you can. Sit down and write. And he wrote like 60-something books. And... It was called the Theogony. This was the first book. You should read that. The Theogony by Hesiod. Okay. I will do that. And read Metamorphosis by Ovid. Metamorphosis says in its opening statements that I intend to speak of transformations of creatures into the landscape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. That's what that they, they made the creatures and they said they could transform mushrooms into people, people into animals, planets, rivers. The river Nile is, a, is an entity. It's not it's just a river, it's an entity. The planets, the moons are all actually gods. They're actually entities. Jupiter is a god. And, and, and it's just factual. They're all creatures. From where they came, je ne sais pas. Yeah. But they're here. Hmm. Very interesting. Roger, thank you so much for coming on. I have learned a lot. Like I said, I will never look at ancient history the same again, ever. Because it of this. would be hard to. <laughs> Let me show you one. Let me okay. just show you one last foot. Sure, go ahead, sir. 
um, let me see if it was back here. Oops, maybe I can't get back to it. Hold on. Yeah, I can. Here it is. Uh, this is the, the latest from Tish. That's one of those feet. Whoa. It has all the springs built into it. And it goes right up the leg. And you see this? This is tendinous material. And these, all these pins are these, I don't know what, you know, they, these are the things they made it out of. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Crazy times. That's crazy. But thank you. Party. Oh, yeah, there it is. That Devil's Tower. The, the wrinkle zone at the top is where tendons are cut. They wrinkle because they're always under tension. Mm -hmm. And they, they make a flat, abrupt transition and a wrinkle zone. All right, my friend. All right, sir. Thank you so much. I well, really it's appreciate been a pleasure. coming I'm on. I'm glad you took the time to pay attention to this because absolutely, so are. I will never look at stuff the same again. Well, I make sure you're make sure everybody that's been watching this, and I thank everyone that has been watching. I thank you, Charlotte. It's very been very comforting to know that at least some people are paying attention. And Absolutely. you have to speak to other people about it. You have to stand up, even if your voice shakes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Just say it. Just say, look, this is real. You people are the ones that are are, are in mythology. You people are the ones that are walking in circles. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they will, it won't be an easy transition, but if you don't start speaking up, you know, science changes one funeral at a time. I don't want to die before people understand this. Right. And I want to save the planet with the, the other stuff that I showed you with the uh, light research. Mm -hmm. Anybody that can help, please help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, I love you. All right, sir. Have a good rest of the day. And you too. Thanks, Charlotte. Okay, bye-bye, Roger. Bye, bye now. Okay, guys, that was fascinating. I learned stuff, and I hope you learned stuff as well. Let me blow myself up here. There we go. I can see it. There I am. Um, I want to thank Roger for coming on. I know, like I said, I've never, you know, I'm not going to look at Greek, Greek mythology or anything like that the same again. And and that's what makes you wonder about stuff like this. And that's why people should have open minds when they um when they view stuff like this. Anyway. If you like the show, share it with five friends. If you didn't like the show, share it with five of your enemies. That's how we share things here. We are a nonprofit, and uh, everything for the show comes out of my pocket, internet, supplies, whatever. And if you could find it in your heart to donate a little bit to us at paypal.me at California Haunts, I'd appreciate it. The other issue we have is YouTube. Um, we need a certain number of YouTube subscribers in order to get a dedicated URL for our channel. Because if you try to find us right now, you're not going to find us. I don't care how much you try, how much you beg, how much you plead, how much you Google. It's not going to happen. So what you got to do is you have to go to our website. That's www.CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com and click on the video there and if you do that you'll be taken to our youtube channel where you can see all of our videos for the last year and the whole two seasons we're on our 70 i think we're on our like our 80th video or something that, that we've done at this point and uh then you can click on that subscribe i really appreciate if you would because i really need that to happen okay because we need to get to that certain point where i can do a dedicated url of the site tomorrow i'm putting on my journalism hat we're going to be talking with lena Dear Holly, 
Alina Derhali has written a book about a murder that happened in 2018 involving a gentleman named Chris Watts who snapped or whatever happened with him and he killed his wife, his pregnant wife, and two little girls. And uh, he had he ended up burying, I, I believe he buried his wife and they found the bodies of the two little girls in oil drums. So we're going to be talking about that with her tomorrow and that'll be our usual time, you know, 6.30 p.m. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to, to putting on my, 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 my criminal reporter hat. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming today. And I hope you got something out of this because I did. I certainly did. And uh, thank you so much. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye.